Welcome to the Renewed Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse Em. Hi, Em. Hello over there, friend. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Um, I am good. My body is um, six hours ahead of schedule, so... And how's that working? Productively um, or? Yeah. Well, you know, the morning is great because I wake up at 2 a.m. right now. So when I go in at 6 a.m. when my shift starts, I am like full of energy and have already <laughs> eaten, like lunch because I wake up starving like it's lunchtime because it is. I'm sure your colleagues are like, Meg, stop <laughs> doing drugs. <laughs> but then at like four o'clock, I totally crash because then it's like 10 o'clock in my world. So right. Bizarro, I'm not gonna lie. I'm hoping, and um, I honestly I don't think it'll take like the whole week, but I guess we are like <laughs> I've been home for like three days now, so hopefully it'll get straightened out shortly. Yes, we're recording on a Wednesday, y'all. So if you're listening and you're unaware, Meg just came back from her what was it? Was it two, a week and a half, two weeks? Yeah, it was like uh, nine days in Mauritania, Mauritania, Africa. Super northern Africa. Yeah. Right? Basically, what's up there? Egypt? No, Egypt is east coast. So we're west. So we're um, right below Morocco. Right below Morocco. So like, think Spain and Europe and then across the Strait of Gibraltar and then you hit Morocco and then underneath Morocco is Mauritania, which is yeah. basically just the Sahara Desert, more or less. Yeah. So let's chat it. Yeah, so today we thought, so Em and I were going to record this when I was in Mauritania, and we got seven minutes in, and then the Wi-Fi no longer wanted to cooperate, so that was we were We were both unsurprised. I, that is true. We were not surprised by it, but it was still unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about global medical teams. Yes. Like, because Em and I both have gotten a chance, actually, that's how we met, not on a medical team, but on an international trip um, to Uganda, Africa. And then Em was in Togo last, no, two years ago, 2021. Crazy. That is crazy. Man, that went fast. And, um, and I've led multiple trips to Haiti. And so this has actually been a nice return to the world of global medicine because it's been a minute since I've done it. And... Oh, man, I just had such a good time. Now, this one, so for me, um, I keep telling people that this was the trip of a lifetime. Okay, I'm super excited to hear about it. Meg and I have not debriefed from her trip, so <laughs> she has just had me, like, text or WhatsApping her, like, a million questions a mile a minute, trying to refrain from asking all the things because I couldn't be there. But it was so great. Like, I loved getting your WhatsApps. I love the fact that you were so invested in it because... You know, I think one of the things that is a little bit challenging just with any international trip is that you come home and you got all these like big feelings about everything that just happened. Yeah. And most people want to hear exactly two sentences of it. Yes. Super true. Right. And so like I, I get it, but I have been processing with Jesus some of the stuff that I've seen. And, you know, so how do you condense an incredible life-changing um 10 days into two sentences so yeah, I really you start to you. yeah you start to develop like your like generic line kind of like people ask you how you're how you are how you're doing yeah exactly like you just develop your generic like 
you know, doing good, whatever. But then you like unleash the, you know, feast of yeah, all the details. Happened. Yeah, what's actually happening, like Here's behind the scenes. You. Yeah. So I loved because I feel like you're one of those people um, in my life who is really interested in all of the details. And you and I are, are big feelers and like super um, emotional beings. So anyway, yeah, embracing just- that checking in on me I of so course. appreciate it so what led you into how did you come about this trip I feel like a lot of people never know how to if they're you know wanting to do an international trip whether just humanitarian or um mission-based you know I think a lot of people struggle on how you know how to get there and I think for us both of we would both say you know very prayerfully mm-hmm. um yeah but for those that need more tangible interventions yeah like how to actually yeah what would be your like how did you get into this one and in the past yeah well I think both times um it's often conversations for me so people know networking yes exactly people know that I'm super chatty um but that's because I legitimately enjoy people and I have often been told that I'm a connector So I like hearing like what your story is and what you're all about. And if I don't know, I have no problem. Like there is no ego in me that I have any issue being like, hey, I want to go do this. Tell me more about that thing. What do you think? Um, And kind of pushing on doors. So like when I first went to Haiti, which was quite a few years ago now, um, they had had a massive earthquake and I reached out to the Red Cross for disaster relief. So that would be like an option right there um, that you could check in with them. And at that point they were not taking anybody. And so again, just through like chatting about what was on my heart with doctors that I knew and respected. One of them just was like, Hey, have you checked in with Dr. Such and such? Because he, you know, was in Haiti is going to go back to Haiti. And so that was sort of how it all started. Um, I ended up leading my very first medical team Um, which I know is not how most people would feel like most people would not feel comfortable doing that. I am a personality that if I really, really have something on my heart and somebody else is not taking the leadership role, I have no problem stepping into it. I don't have to be the leader, but I also don't kind of shirk back from that. It's sort of like, I'll figure it out, you know? Right. Um, So for this one, when I started working at Apple Hill, uh, there was a really great doctor there named Dr. T. Rue. Which of- Apple Hill is? Oh, sorry. Yeah. the It's a surgical outpatient center. Okay. Um, so like 70 or 80% of our cases are pretty much colonoscopies and endoscopies. So everybody's healthy for the most part. That's coming on in. Um, and we're just doing like day procedures and sending them on their way. And Dr. T. Rue is um, a gem of a human being. And so somehow uh, I must have been talking about some of my international trips or the things that I'm passionate about. And he was like, hey, you should join us in Mauritania at some point in time. And so I think when you're asking, I'm like, how do you actually make these connections? And also, I want to hear from you about how you got connected to Togo. But sometimes it really is just talking, like putting it out there. Like, hey, do do you know of any um places that I could connect internationally because when people know that those things are on your heart they also just tend to like circle back like hey I thought of you the other day and here's why and you should reach out to this person and so Dr. T. Rue is super passionate about um, the work that's being done in Mauritania his resident 
from like 10 years ago, um, ended up moving to Mauritania and establishing the hospital that we were at. And she is the only one that is serving in uh, North Mauritania, I mean, and, and providing any level of medical services. So honestly, when we showed up in the country, like everybody knows we're there. I mean, to the point that um, we literally went on a tour to see these ancient libraries. Oh my gosh, first of all shut up like they were literally reading poetry to us like that was written in Arabic in the 14th century and I was like I'm in love um but we showed up and all of a sudden there's these murmurings of like this is the surgical team this is the surgical team and you're just like how do they even know Um, yeah I mean are you the only like culturally are you guys the only white faces well that's what was so interesting to me I wrongly did not think that there was much um, of value from a tourism aspect in Mauritania. Yeah. And when we were in the library, there was a team of white people there. And so we were like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? And they just said, yeah, this is just a tour. Like we all came from different parts of the country, uh, like the United States, uh, just to get a tour of Mauritania. And I was a little bit dumbfounded. I'm not going to lie. Cause I have yet to actually talk to anybody about my trip to Mauritania that knows where Mauritania is. And right. I didn't know where Mauritania was either. So, like, I'm not. Yeah, bashing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not bashing at all. Um, yeah. How did you get connected to Togo? Um, it was just a total Jesus thing, to be honest. It was in the middle of the pandemic. And I felt like God was pushing me to get involved in our um, special pathogens team who were our primary covid nurses um they were like pre-trained obviously for any kind of like epidemic pandemic and i honestly didn't even know it was a thing in our facility until covid happened and i was like i want to run into the fire like yesterday um and god put me in one of our covid units with another nurse who had helped to start up the hospital in togo um and yeah we like you said just got to talking and Jesus came out and then Togo came out and then there we were. So amazing. Yeah. I I love it. And I do think that there's something about just being in community with people that those amazing connections happen. Yeah. yeah. And even if it's being in community with people that you don't know that well, like my team that traveled with me um, actually was really kind of neat on day two. Somebody said to us in the hospital, you guys work so well together. Like you always work together, right? And I looked at them and I was like, no, we were all strangers like two days ago. That's awesome. Or we might, you know what I mean? There might've been a few people on the team. Like, yeah, I know this person. And like, I knew Dr. T. Rue. Um, but it's not like these are individuals that I'm hanging out with extensively yeah. outside of like working together. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, and then but I is it? Have- oh, go ahead. No, 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 well, you go. I was just going to say that I also had a friend join, but even she and I were talking about it and we've had a couple of coffee dates But she was saying, too, and I kind of love this, like, coffee dates, you really get to catch up with a person, but you don't necessarily get to create memories with them or just be present and do life. Yeah. Not the way that you do when you're hanging out with somebody for a week. Right. Right. You're stepping away from life to coffee date. You're stepping, like, into life with them. Right. Yeah. She and I had never done that together, and Mm -hmm. that was really cool, too. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so cool how common ground connects connects us. I think mm-hmm. so commonly we, um, especially in Jesus, obviously being the coolest, in my opinion, I'm biased, but 
um, even just the efforts of wanting to help others. I don't know that everyone was necessarily a believer on your trip or if you knew or not. Um, but yeah. either way, you you all had a common ground to be like the help, to be the hands and feet of what you were going there to do. And so yeah, I just love that. It like yeah. automatically makes you work well together and just true. Yeah, it is. It is true. And I think when you are drawn to a team like that, I think that, like you said, regardless of where you land on like the religion spectrum, you have a heart for people. Yeah. Like you're able to see that person um, that needs help. Do you know what I mean? Regardless of where they fall on the religion spectrum, like, mm mm-hmm. Uh, Chinggeti is the seventh most important city in the Muslim religion. And so that was really interesting, too, because you're very much in the minority as far as being a believer. And yet these are people that are worthy and loved and purposed. Do you know what I'm saying? And so when you can actually like see that, I, I think just whoever shows up on these teams sees the intrinsic value in individuals and wanting to give them a better quality of life. And so, yeah, yeah, like you said, like that's going to obviously naturally flow into your teammates as well. Right. Right. And I think even to challenge the fact that sometimes the Christian community is not even always the best at that. Mm. Sometimes it's even those that are not, you Mm -hmm. know, don't tell us believers. So something to challenge ourselves with as we go about our day to day, but Mauritania. So what else, Meg? What are all the other deets? Um, what are the other deets? So it was a surgical team. I think I was just thinking, I'm like, what what do you think stops people from going? Mm. Because I think sometimes there's like a financial piece to yes, it. I think that's that what I was gonna say. Getting time off. I think that there is a um safety piece. I have mm. heard that and I Yeah, like fear. That- Correct. And honestly, in total transparency, I was nervous about this trip. Um, I really was. One should not Google uh, if the United States recommends going to a country, probably after one has purchased an airline ticket. Um, but but I almost think it's better that way, because I was just thinking like if you were if you're a thinker or a doer. And I feel like you kind of fall under both. I don't know what you would classify yourself more as, but I feel like if someone was going to think about it too thoroughly, you could find way more cons. Yeah. In most circumstances than, especially if you're going to certain areas that really do need the help that you're not going for a a tourist attraction for lack of better words. Um, You know, so I think sometimes just getting that airline ticket, I mean, looking into it after, Maybe just like bliss, you know, stay blissfully unaware to a certain extent. Right. Um, right. Like we don't want to be unaware. Uh, but at the same time, I'm glad that I prayerfully considered and made the decision and just said yes, because I had peace in my heart. And so I think, too, that we need to recognize that you can hold a tension where something doesn't necessarily feel easy but you can still have an underlying current of peace. Mm-hmm. So I walked into it and at the end of the trip, one of the doctors said to me in his total transparency, he said, I honestly didn't think I was going to have any fun on this trip. Aww. I just thought that I was going to come and like 
do good work and help other people, but I didn't really think I was going to have fun. And I said, can I tell you in total transparency, I thought I was going to be borderline miserable the whole time, but I knew that I was supposed to be here. Right. So I think too, that sometimes if you are a thinker versus a feeler, um, we can also use that. We have to like hold both of those a little bit loosely, I think, because there's a lot of reasons to say no. Uh, and a lot of times that may or may not be actually Jesus because Jesus isn't just telling us to go do the things that look good, feel good, are an easy and obvious. Yes. There's no faith in that. Mm -hmm. If we already see the outcome, there's no faith there. Right. Um, yeah. So I was just thinking like, what else do you think stops people from going on medical teams? Yeah, I think a lot of it, if you got down to the foundation, could be fear. I mean, fear of relationally being alone, fear of what could happen or if you'll return or um, finance, like the financial piece of it, I think is huge. Maybe fear of will I even be utilized or helpful? Yeah, language, like the that fear of communication um, being a barrier and just, yeah, barriers in general. Yeah. I think um, too that we often have to, I know for me, I had to overcome this. Um, we, you and I talk about not just finding your value in the work that you do, but in who you actually are. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we look specifically at a medical team, we're like, Hey, well, how will I best be used? And that is a great question, but there's also a space that you show up. So We were working with nursing students and in a lot of other countries, nurses are not well respected the way they Mm -hmm. are in the States. Yeah. Did you you, um, see that in Togo? Yes, definitely. So just for us being there, I mean, I was given a rah-rah speech to like the five um, nursing students that are in the nursing program there. And then even some of their nurses. And I said, I just need to tell you guys that I'm a nurse not because I couldn't be a doctor, but because I wanted to be a nurse and be proud to be a nurse. It is a wonderful thing. And so to be able to honestly elevate that can also be some of your why that you're there. And again, like seeing individuals, caring about the fact that they are in a rough situation. So sometimes our, what can I bring to the table looks a little bit different than maybe what we feel like we normally need to do here in our current culture or in our current practice because a lot of times we are just showing up and like the nursing Mm -hmm. profession is respected here so then it is just how can I diagnose assess and take care of my patient but per narrative medicine it's still talking about seeing them as an actual person Mm -hmm. and so you always have that to bring I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah I like that and I think from my experiences, you know, speaking out of my experiences from saying this, that work is more of just work, um, at least where I have been internationally and abroad. And so there isn't that vocation piece Mm -hmm. as commonly as I feel like we discuss it here in the States. Yeah. Um, And so even just bringing that to Mm -hmm. um, that space abroad is super cool because They think of the States as this like mystical, you know, area of abundance of anything, you know, you want or can do. And whether that's 
you know, true or false with the American dream, quote unquote, um, they a lot of people abroad do see it as that way. And so bringing that piece of passion and like Mm. true vocation to your work where you go is just really cool. I like the fact that you and the I think it was a provider you spoke with, you both had to tell each other like we thought we were going to come here and be miserable. Most likely because no one was guessing that you were thinking that. Like, you weren't acting miserable. You weren't, like, (laughs) you know, acting upset. Like, you came full-heartedly and just gave it your all. And I think even just the idea in life of how often we forget to do that in our everyday. Like, Mm. it's so easy when we step away, you know, and out of our comfort zones. Yeah. And easy to put on, like, not a new face, but a new perspective, a refreshing breath. Because... It is all new and we were so much more aware in different, you know, spaces. I took my daughter, we were house sitting the past two days and she's almost four months old, guys. And she like fussed so much less in this other home because there's just so much more to look at. It's different. It's all different space. She just took it all in so much differently. And so I think that speaks volumes to like our work too and our everyday. Like when we go to new places, we said this before that we just take in things differently and I feel like we can walk a little slower and a little lighter. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of remembering that in our everyday, so much easier said than done, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That's I love that. I know. I love that too. And I think alongside that is that when we do step out of our spaces, it also helps to reprioritize. I, I remember the very first time I sat on that plane going to Haiti And I was like, you know, as important as I feel as an ICU nurse, life is going on in that unit for a week without me. Mm -hmm. They will survive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that too, alongside what you're saying, there's also a place to say like, it's, it's healthy because you get a chance to be present differently. You get a chance to, um, just consider different perspectives of life. But you also get a chance to enter in and be removed out of maybe some of those unhealthy cycles that you have even found yourself caught up in. Right. Like, I felt way less stressed than I have in a long time hanging out in the desert where, let's be honest, too. I think because I thought that I was going to be miserable, my expectations were pretty low. Which is a blessing and a curse. No, truly. I think it actually was. Like, I think that I was probably more delighted through so much of the experiences because I wasn't thinking that I was going to be fed the way that I actually was on the trip. Right. I don't come back and say it was a trip of a lifetime. I have never said that about any trip that I've gone on. And I've been in, what, 17 different countries. Um, And I have loved, 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 loved so many of them. And this one was just really special. I love it. I actually just refound this quote because when we were talking, I was thinking about it. I believe it was a Jenny Allen quote, but we're going to leave it anonymous as now because I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> okay. But it goes like this. When we experience awe, we move toward others in beneficial ways. We are freed from being the center of our own worlds for just a moment. And we become more invested in the well-being of others, more generous, less entitled. Mm. I, I love that. Kind of wrapped up our thoughts. I love that. Also, I was going to say that the cool thing about being on a medical team, in my experience, is that I also have gotten a chance to be a part of 
the medical world in ways that I am restricted back here in the States. Mm. Autonomy is way different. Way different. And you can just walk into the OR. Like I was watching them do a thyroid. Yeah. You know, I haven't done now, obviously I'm not on like med surge or anything, but I was pulling my Penrose drains out of my, um, thyroidectomies, like postoperatively, I had a grenade wound, a fresh grenade wound that I was bandaging up his amputated fingers and sending him on his way. Like you just get a chance. I mean, I've sutured. I didn't. This is the juice. This This is the juice they want to hear, Meg. (laughs) Like seriously. So there's some really amazing things also that you can see. Also, I don't know if you noticed this in Togo, but a lot of times diagnoses um, are way more advanced. Like if you're dealing with a goiter, you are dealing with a goiter, my friend, the size of like Mm. your fist or bigger. Like, right. There's a lot of things that are far more advanced. Hey, how about this? I had a patient. Let's do a little case study, shall we? Oh, patient comes in 39 years old guy coming in for a hernia repair. And I'm looking over and I'm asking him how he's feeling. I'm looking over his chart and he's telling me that he has like burning when he pees. And then I realized that he's had these issues, these urinary symptoms for five years and has been repeatedly coming in to see us, us being like any, I don't know what doctor he's seeing, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. He's seeking treatment. They've done the whole Cipro. They've done the whole like UTI treatment. I'm like, something's going on. This guy's too young, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like would the hernia cause that? Does he have an enlarged prostate? So I brought the surgeon over and he's like, I honestly don't know. He's like, but let's take care of the hernia and like, we'll try to follow up with the, the urinary stuff later. So we took him into surgery. Guess what we found? Stones. An undescended testicle hanging out in his hernia. What? Yeah. Wowzers. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> I wasn't either. And the doctor comes back out and he tells me. And I said, I knew it. I knew that there had to be something else going on. This guy is not just coming in for five years. Right. Because these people are tough, man. Yeah. Because they don't have the urgent cares and the primary care physicians. Like they're, they deal with so, I feel like so much more than we could even fathom. All of our pain medicines were like, here's your Tylenol. Yeah, of course. They're just, they're just tough. They are tough. I know. So you also see, so like there's another reason. I think to travel internationally because you can really see some interesting cases and like we changed that guy's life around majorly, not just because of the hernia repair. Right. You know what I mean? So I think the impact that you leave is really significant as well. Yes. And your assessment skills, I mean, by far they become so much better because you're not, things aren't as easy to just go get imaging and you're not running a million things, you know, you're, I know we, we're debating the one night we had to infuse blood. We were out of blood. So infusing blood straight from one of our colleagues to um, the A patient, patient? like wow. straight in. Like, so those things are things that improve your clinical eyes Seriously. in other areas, you know? So yeah. totally agree with what you're saying. And I mean, hey, so next time, guys, never underestimate the undescended testicle. Although you will be frustrated too by uh, one of the doctors there said that they have lost patients because they didn't have oxygen in their tanks. Yeah. You will also be frustrated and Yes. Definitely not all good. Like by any means, you will be definitely pressed. Yes. There's there's definitely challenges. But I think you and I, well, I'll let you speak for yourself. But 
for me, being a part of medical teams has been one of the greatest blessings of this profession. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I think I'd love to do more. And I think part of our, at least my prayer, but also let you speak on behalf of yourself fully there. I think I know your heart. But like, if you're listening and you haven't gone on a medical team and you are prayerfully considering it, I totally encourage that if you feel like God is pressing you there. But also, hopefully, we're also hoping that God leads us into being able to take people. So maybe someday. Yes, friend. Um, if you guys are loving the idea of hanging out in the Sahara Desert, uh, there's going to be a second trip heading down this year in the fall. And then next year, um, I'm really hoping that you can join me on that one. Uh, we're going to be doing a mobile clinic through the desert. So we are literally going to travel through the Sahara for a couple of hours, set up a mobile clinic, um, take care of really remote people groups, set up camp for the night, sleep under the stars, uh, pack up the next day and do it again. So it's yes. going to be pretty freaking amazing. Yes. And I know no one, want, the last thing I just felt on my heart was I know no one likes to ask for funds and I know paying all of this lump sum for what feels like selfish, maybe reasons in that, in that time period to go on these trips, which totally is not selfish, but may feel like it. Um, just know that God will provide the funds. I feel like Meg will totally attest to that. Um, yeah. The two times that I've gone, I didn't believe I'd even get remotely close to what I needed. And he answers every time. So, And I have to say for this one, so if you guys are interested, reach out to me because I will happily put you in touch uh, with Dr. Tiru and you guys can start just getting more information about traveling to Mauritania. Um, but for our team, we only had to pay for the airfare. That's awesome. So we're talking like $1,000. And I that's know that that's awesome. not insignificant, but that's pretty stinking yeah. amazing when you're talking about being on the other side of this spinning globe. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Uh, there was one other thing that I was going to say. What was it then? <gasps> oh, no. Mm. I don't know. It's gone. Poof. Not meant to be. <laughs> it's, my, it's my jet lag brain. Like, uh, you have a good reason. Sad, here's the sad part of Mauritania. Coffee is like not existent. So not I'm uncommon. Just, Definitely I'm, not uncommon. Did you have an, Oh, you were making it in Togo. I was the coffee girl. I was the jet fuel coffee girl. Every time I walked in in the morning, I had a mason jar filled with the darkest, darkest coffee you've ever seen. And every single nurse would come up to me and be like asking for my coffee for a shot of it. That's amazing. See, that's yeah. how you that's how you make friends. Let me tell you, coffee. Medicine and coffee will that's cross right, all girl. of those like cultural divides. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, everyone, if you're still listening and Meg still hasn't thought of her concluding thought. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Me, 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 me. Okay. Well but I really do hope that everybody would consider. And also, yes. if you can't go, don't want to go don't feel called to go, would you consider supporting somebody that does? Yeah. Because that is massive too. And was just talking about God providing. Sometimes that's because it's you writing the check or handing a couple of dollars over for the fundraiser or for whatever that somebody else um, has put together. Like there are people that I really believe are in a season that their contribution is being able to send other people. People mm. sent Paul. People sent like disciples of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's not 
a less than if you're not the one that can actually go on the plane, but you are the one that can help provide maybe some of that financial backing. Right. That's massive too. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Love it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining our um, global international medical team conversation. And wouldn't that be the coolest if we were hanging out together as the renewed nurse? Yeah, girl. I'm about it. But listen, if you guys need M and I, don't forget about the retreat in April at River Mountain. There are still a few spots available. Um, we're not taking a big team because I really like small teams. Honestly, it's how you get a chance to like really be in conversation and in community with one another, kind of what we're talking about with these medical teams. So there's some really great ways too that you can cross those um, cross paths with individuals and widen your circles, your social networks. And one of those would be hanging out with us at the retreat. So consider that. Yes, please, please consider because it's going to be such a breath of fresh air and we're excited to have you all. Seriously, cannot wait. April 25th to 27th. All right. Okay, guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.